0: Hi listeners, so glad you're here for this exciting conversation of female solo sexuality and everything we stand to gain from it. But before we start, just a note that this subject naturally comes with lots of explicit sexual language and information. So you might want your headphones on hand. All right, let's get started. touching yourself, rubbing one out, jacking off, jilling off, watering the tulips. Sometimes it can feel like masturbation is a 12-letter long, four-letter word, especially among those of us who were raised with vaginas. And we're here to say it does not have to be that way. It's time we all take a good, hard look at this act that often gets hidden away, how it got pushed into the shadows in the first place, and why it's so crucial that we drag it out into the light so we can all bask in its glow. This is The More You Owe. I'm your host, Taylor Nolan, a practicing psychotherapist and sexologist who's been the host of the Let's Talk About It podcast for three years. As a biracial woman who's black and white, I've always been an activist for social justice. And I'm obsessed with plants and cats, vibrators and, Feeling all the feelings. The More You Owe is a production of Consonant Skincare, a company all about skin plus care. Consonant has put in a lot of research to find out what skin really wants and needs. Not only is that knowledge used to develop clinically proven clean formulas, but also to keep you informed on the stuff beyond a bottle that will help keep your skin looking its best like learning the ins and outs of masturbation and how it leads to incredible skin boosting benefits. In today's episode of The More You Owe, we're getting in touch with what it really means to touch ourselves. Okay, let's start from the very beginning with some reassurance that yes, in fact, to masturbate is human. Ever since humans have, well, had hands, you can be sure we have found ways to touch, stroke, poke, prod, and fondle our way through the places on our bodies that feel good. But even though most of the world's population has been touching themselves for eons, masturbation has still had a bumpy ride through history, especially for folks with vulvas. Let's rewind a couple thousand years to a time and place where masturbation wasn't weighed down with all this baggage. Ancient Greece. Yeah, they were touching themselves under their togas. Anthropologists in the region have unearthed some funky phalluses and instruments of pleasure made out of stone, leather, wood, and ivory. Not only were they partaking in masturbation, but their attitudes around self-pleasure were Ironically, something that we might today call progressive. The ancient Greeks considered masturbation a normal and healthy form of sexual pleasure. They believed it was a foundation upon which all other love could be built and a way to make better, more honest people who'd be better equipped to look after everyone else. The more you love yourself, the more you can love others. Would that not totally fit in on our Instagram feeds, (laughs) y'all? But all right, let's be real. It's no secret that self-on-self action didn't sail smoothly through ancient Athens into the 21st century. So, what happened exactly? It's hard to pin down where stigmas stem from, but one origin story for this one, at least in the Western world, is rooted in a Bible passage that really has little to do with the subject. The term Onanism, or the sin of masturbation, gets its name from Onan, a man smote down for spilling his seed on the ground instead of inside his sister-in-law during sex. Eventually, this narrative became twisted into the proclamation that all sexual pleasure outside of procreation, even with yourself, must be somehow sinful, Somewhere around the early 1700s, a pamphlet began circulating in London, England, called Onania, or get ready for this. (laughs) The heinous sin of self-pollution and all its frightful consequences in both sexes considered with spiritual and physical advice to those who have already injured themselves by this abominable practice. (laughs) If the title wasn't scary enough, The pamphlet went on to warn masturbators that their heinous sin would lead to an array of terrible things, up to and including disease and death. Thus, the stage was set for centuries of fear and mythology around masturbation, and a market for all manner of tinctures, creams, devices, even foods that might deter the meandering and immoral masturbator. And this medical and moral panic is still shaping beliefs today. Many sex educators and doctors continue to have to assure people, both young and old, that masturbation does not cause blindness, mental health issues, or sexual perversions and addictions. And often when we're young and naturally curious about these parts of our bodies, we get the message that they're not for touching and would be best wrapped up, hidden away, and never spoken about. And... Even though over the years the subject of penis masturbation has become somewhat less taboo, vaginal and vulva masturbation still suffers significantly from this stigma. One of the major problems with this stigma surrounding masturbation and the fear that it could be harmful to ourselves is that the truth is actually the complete opposite. There are tons of well-researched health benefits from self-touch, particularly if you got a vulva, vagina, and clit. And when we sweep this subject under the rug, we miss out. Not only can masturbation lead to a better overall sex life, but it can also improve our sleep, offer relief from menstrual cramps, lessen our stress and anxiety levels, and even improve our skin. That post-orgasm glow is for real. (laughs) That flush is actually a sign of increased circulation thanks to dilated blood vessels in the face, which can also circulate essential nutrients and boost our collagen production. And today, we know that self-care of all kinds can increase positive thinking, improve immunity, and make us less susceptible to depression, anxiety, and stress. The flip side is that people who neglect to nurture themselves are in danger of deeper levels of unhappiness, low self-esteem, and feelings of resentment. Now the ancient Greeks wouldn't have quite put it this way, but it's that classic airplane analogy. You gotta put your own oxygen mask on first. But it's not to say that that's always easy to make a priority of pleasuring ourselves. The good news is that this behavior can be learned or rather we can unlearn some of the societal stigmas getting in the way of our birthright to bang ourselves. If you're looking for help dismantling some of the shame or awkwardness that tends to be tied up in masturbation, there are feelings that we can actually investigate to help get ourselves more comfortable with the idea. For example, learning to be more in touch with ourselves can actually start on an emotional level with practices like journaling. Besides helping us just remember things better, journaling can also be a tool to reflect on and release our daily stresses. I know at the end of every night when I get in bed, I open up my journal and I start with the prompt, I feel. Insert emotion. Like I said, I'm feeling all the feelings all the time, y'all. So I always try to write down at least a page starting off with I feel. Writing down our feelings can also be a great tool for thinking about the things that get in the way of our pleasure. Many vulva owners have been raised in a culture that teaches us to prioritize everyone else's comfort and pleasure above our own. So we talked to Danielle Yulin, a therapist and clinical social worker who works primarily with women, for a breakdown of how we can make journaling a part of our lives and our path to more pleasure.
1: I think there can be a big leap between wanting to journal and actually journaling. You can wait to catch a wave of inspiration, which may or may not come, or you can build a habit and rely on the habit instead of the inspiration or motivation. I would recommend experimenting with a window of time on a specific day in the week and then hold yourself accountable to show up to your journal then. Personally, I love a good journal prompt. And I find many clients do, too. For example, open up your journal and write at the top, If pleasure were a song, dot, dot, dot. And I hope I'm not the only one to say Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. So then put the song on, whichever song comes to mind. Um, You could write out the lyrics in the song that you really resonate with. Or you can be more abstract and try to describe the sensations in your body that the song evokes. I do think that one thing that gets in the way of journaling is the issue of privacy. I guess that's why diaries from the 90s had those little lock and keys on them. Those creators were on to something. If privacy is a thing for you, pen to paper can feel a bit paralyzing. You could try opening a digital note on your phone or a blank document on your computer, and when you're done journaling that day, you can wipe it clear. Much like pleasure, journaling is process-oriented, so keeping the final product isn't as important as showing up to the process.
0: Finally, While we're feeling out our relationship with the act of feeling ourselves, we have to address that lots of the pleasure baggage we carry is thrust upon us by the culture of body shame, and not to mention the way the culture of capitalism also feeds into that. But many of our ideas of love, pleasure, and physical attention end up connected way less to how we feel and more to how we look. And this extends to our genitals too. There are many industries that will try to sell you on the idea that the only vulvas worth pleasure are perfectly pink, perfectly symmetrical pussies. And we're here to tell you that that's actually bullshit. Vulvas come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. They come in all shades. Your clitoris might be big or small or hidden away. Labia are often mismatched, and no matter what your down there's are looking like, they are all worthy of pleasure. Feel like you're needing some extra inspiration? I want you to check out some of the awesome vulva artwork out there, like the work of Joni Blank or Jamie McCartney. And my personal favorite? the online project, The Vulva Gallery. It's amazing. And don't forget, we've linked all of these fun resources mentioned throughout the podcast at consonant.com slash masturbation. In each episode of The More You Owe, we're going to end with a guided practice, sort of like a meditation session, but a bit more hands-on, if you're picking up what I'm putting down. And today's practice is all about getting familiar with our own touch and exploring the sometimes mysterious topography of our genitals. So set up somewhere cozy, grab whatever you need, whether it's some lube or even a hand mirror, actually definitely a hand mirror. We're going to get acquainted. We're going to explore and get excited. We'll see you on the other side. The More You Owe is a production of Consonant Skincare, where we know the path to your best skin can start right between your legs. Just like it's important to unpack what you need and don't need in the conversation around masturbation, Consonant takes the same approach with each clean, scientifically formulated skincare product. Like their three-in-one natural foaming face wash, A gentle yet effective cleanser that can remove even stubborn makeup while still leaving your skin hydrated and pH balanced. A great tool for keeping your skin healthy by getting rid of everything it doesn't need hanging around. Kind of like outdated attitudes. Visit Consonant.com to learn more about Consonant's natural foaming face wash or anything else in the world of skin plus care.
2: Today our guided session is going to help us get in touch with our bodies. Feel free to follow along or just listen in for some inspiration. Let's start with some deep breaths, in through your nose, out through your mouth. Build a rhythm that helps you feel calm and centered. Remember, this is all about you and what you feel in the moment. Try to inhale a sense of calm and exhale any expectations you might be holding on to. Now start thinking about your body does anywhere feel tense imagine you're breathing that sense of calm right into them inviting them to unwind as your body is decompressing let's start exploring touch What part of you feels like it could use a caress right now? What kinds of touch are familiar to your body? Try some simple touches that you already know feel good. Maybe you could run your palms down your arms as if you're putting on lotion maybe run your fingers along your scalp you could grab a handful of your thighs or your behind let your hands direct themselves wherever you want to touch next You can also include other motions that feel good Like a big stretch Or a roll of the shoulders If you like You can explore the space between your legs A chance to get familiar with its folds Its rises and falls What feels soft, what feels solid? Remember, this is just an exploration. Try to leave aside any judgment and focus on the way things feel. If you want to take this exploration, beyond touch feel free to use a hand mirror to look around are there any parts you're curious about what do they feel like do certain kinds of touch feel good where do some things feel uncomfortable not your style. Keep exploring and learning about your body. You can always stop when you feel like your curiosity is fulfilled. Or, if you find something that feels good, lean into that and keep your exploration going. Thank you for listening to The More You Owe, a production of Consonant Skin Care. To learn more about the series and the knowledgeable people who helped us bring it to you, visit consonant.com slash masturbation.